Petersfield's Shine Radio. It is Good Friday and I'm talking to James Fairweather and I would say it's English Good Friday. What would you say, James? Yeah, it is. Um, And, uh, you know, if it weren't for the fact that it gives people a day off in this country, uh, nobody would even notice it. But it was a bit different for... Oh, that's a bit harsh. (laughs) It's true. It's true. This is a a, a highly secular country mostly these days. Um, And Easter doesn't play much of a part in it. But uh, for you and for me growing up with our respected... Well, my, as I've said before... um, my mother was uh, had a, a Russian mother and a Greek father, so Orthodox Easter was a massive thing. Ah, so you had Greek, you had Russian and Greek Orthodox. Which one dominated? Hard to tell, really, because there are such huge similarities um, in the way that they approach it. In in any event, it is by far the most important um, sort of religious celebration of the year. It, uh, it dwarfs Christmas. Um, yes. I completely in its, agree. In its yeah. importance. And uh, and so therefore, um, you know, it was uh, certainly from the religious aspect. And there are, you know, there were all kinds of um, bits and bobs floating around, sort of not just food, that were sort of fairly intimately connected with the upbringing, as I'm sure you will agree. There, yeah, was, lots um, of symbolic things that had to happen, tradition. I mean, I went yeah. to Cyprus once when I was young and Easter lasts there for a week in terms of celebration. But it is. It, it's a. It's a here. bit hard. It's it's hard work actually because <laughs> uh, because uh, because the fun bits, the eating and the um, uh, uh, and the chocolate, if you're younger, and all the rest of it, are sort of uh, very much overshadowed by lots of scary priests with long beards uh, getting far too close to you. Yes, and staying up all night, going to a service that starts at eleven. For me, because I lived in Doncaster, yeah. going to a service that starts at eleven o'clock at, on a Saturday night. And yeah, then having to right. s- and and I remember and doing stay- that in London once at the old Orthodox Church up in Moscow Road, uh, which is in Bayswater. For those of you who don't know London, and uh, it's uh, it's the centre of the Orthodox community, the Greek Orthodox community in, in the uh, south. It is in London. not in the north, James. Well, the, lo- the the north doesn't really count, seeing as there are about six people there. Who it are certainly of- does. And if you no, went to gr- Greek Orthodox Church, I went to Manchester and Leeds. And the Greek Orthodox churches in the north of England are, are, uh, are essentially converted chicken coops. They, they are not. They barely count. <laughs> I I take umbrage with you, James. I challenge. Yes, you I know on you that. do, but you're a northerner, and you, uh, and and you've only recently, comparatively speaking, seen civilization. <laughs> Oh, I, d- I really don't know why I do this. I just get insult after insult. Right, well, you yes, should, yes, you should be southern to me, softy. <laughs> you yes. should be married to me. You think what Kate has to put up with. Oh, my God. I count my blessings every yeah, day. Yeah, that woman is a, is a saint. She should be sainted. No. Well, I mean, she could be an orthodox saint then, but I, I don't think that would suit her quite as well. You know, she's uh, 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 she's uh, uh, she's slightly too absent-minded to be an orthodox saint who always seem to be on it all the time. Enough of Kate. Okay, yes, we're going to talk right. about Basca. We're going to talk about Greek Basca. E- we're going to talk about e- Greek Easter. But the thing is, Greek Easter this year isn't until the second of May. So we're actually doing I know, it's, it's lamb phenomenally for- late, isn't it? In- I mean, it, it is. It's, Practically Christmas. It always does this, though. Every four, uh, you know, it's four yeah. weeks and three weeks and two weeks. So we're used to this having two Easter's every yes. year growing Indeed. up, and I had to fast as well. Did you do the fasting? Did I? Hell, no. I certainly didn't. I did. I, uh, no, I. I uh, uh, we. Uh, 
we were much too greedy as two households, you know, English uh, on the English and Irish side and on the Greek and Russian side. Uh, greed and uh, not observ observing fasts was the order of the day. We used to lie to the priests, I think. Well, I used to not. I used to do my fasting. So I used to give Good up girl. dairy, meat, uh, any animal products, and then so, so from Lent. So that was 40 days. And I then... gave up caviar. <laughs> Oh, darling. Oh, the decadent world we lived in. Right. Enough of this, James. I'm going to go yes. to some music now and then we're going to okay. come back and you're going to give me a recipe. OK. Oh, God, am I? Yeah, well, you I mean, are. It's, uh, it's, it's roast lamb, basically, isn't it? <laughs> I'm with James Fairweather. We're talking about Easter ambassador that we're not having until another month. But that's Greek Easter to people that don't know. So, James, mm. what I thought we could do was talk about lamb, because lamb is very symbolic at Easter, isn't it? It is, and, and it is for everybody, really. I mean, whether yes. you're here or in Greece, Orthodox or whatever, lamb, the Paschal lamb, which is what it is. It's the sacrificial lamb. The sacrificial lamb, uh, of Easter, the lamb of God, if you want to uh, sort of uh, delve back. <clears throat> and it's the same everywhere. In, Even... in our house, it, it was always a roast lamb. Uh, I'm sure the same with yours, um, uh, with garlic, with rosemary. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, and is um, the centerpiece. Do you do gleftigo or do you do roast lamb? Uh, we did in Greece do gleftigo. I always found the Orthodox food uh, accompaniments to Easter to be slightly too heavy for me, and so uh, I like gleftigo, but in small doses. Uh, for me, I have found the, the um, reasonably rare roast lamb. You know, pink. Roast Pink. lamb to be <coughs> the way so to do it. So the more Western e English way of doing it, as opposed to yeah, the Greek I, I, way of doing I, I, it. I have to say that's it agreed with me more. Yeah, I like butterfly lamb as well. Um, Delicious. I, I, yeah. Yes, I only mm. really came across that in the last ten years. I'd say when when barbecues, be, yeah. you know, barbecuing and having my own family became a thing. If it's lovely weather uh, uh, at Easter, I mean, I can't think of a better way of doing it than that. This time last year, it, we were just starting to get that glorious spell of weather in the first two weeks of lockdown which um actually made you feel not too bad about it or made me feel not too bad about it i i, I don't know if you remember that and it in under those conditions to butter to barbecue some butterfly lamb god what could be better should we talk about how to make roast lamb well yeah I mean, it's, it's just it's really simple, simple and straightforward you, would, yeah. you wouldn't want to um to overcomplicate it but i mean as no. with most uh meats the way that i sort of uh, do it is you you know you heat the uh, the oven to its maximum Heat it to that point, then put the lamb in for 20 minutes at maximum. Okay, and then depending on the weight, you, whatever the weight, you then turn it down to 160. And uh, and then depending on the weight, you, you leave it in for X amount of time. Now, lamb, again, in my opinion, for me, has always, you know, it's, it should be pink. Uh, I think the worst thing you can do to, a, uh, to lamb is to overcook it. It's a generational thing sometimes. I remember members of my family, both sides of the family, were talking about sort of in between my sort of mother's and father's generation. I mean, you know, uh, they'd be about 80 or 85 now, I suppose, the people who were guilty of this. And they would always overcook everything. Vegetables. <laughs> yes, and <the> vegetables. Lamb, <laughs> and, and they'd, well, you know, I mean, uh, uh, 
you could you could hardly recognize them as sort of carrots or cabbage or beans uh, because uh, you, you know all the water had been cooked out of them mercilessly treated they were um and, and and with all of them i think a little bit less is more just an easy recipe is just put lot, lots of garlic into the skin and then Indeed. rub it all over with the surface with salt and pepper and lemon juice and oregano and olive oil and it's really simple like that little rosemary perhaps um uh, is, is also good uh, uh herb wise i find too Lisa. And again, weather-wise, I mean, quite frankly, I sort of hail back to my sort of uh, Greek roots by just uh, uh, organising a very simple Greek salad, a salad choriatiki, as they say in Greek, and um, it's just lovely with it. It's not yeah. technically uh, what you're supposed to do with it, but it does make no. me think of Greece. Yes. Yeah, well, part of, perhaps we should talk uh, to our listeners about about the other sort of aspects of the what you call the orthodox. Easter, well, you know, it was very similar for Greeks as for uh, as it was for Russians and part of it was the painted egg the tradition of the painted eggs the painted egg the, why, the do, symbolic do you know painted red egg that? yeah exactly red eggs exactly I mean people would be up sort of um, uh, painting uh, these uh, hard-boiled eggs I suppose um, which uh, yeah which were red and so again all part of it and the other thing we used to have I always recall this and you'll put me right uh, precise on it because it's a little bit in the dim and distant past but a special bread, a sort of round bread was cooked, and within it was a ring. You see, uh, however many members of the family were there uh, for the Easter, this large round or oval sort of bread was sliced into that many... Um, oh, it was indented, uh, so you no, had a portion it, with sesame yeah. seeds on the top. And within it, within it, one of those slices had a ring in it. And the person, it's a bit like the Christmas pudding with a, uh, with a, a sixpence in it. Yeah. yeah, well, we had a ring. And the person who um, uh, whose portion had the ring was accorded all kinds of sort of uh, respects, perhaps an extra portion or whatever, and was supposed to have good luck for the rest of the year. So oh, that's very good. Yeah, never worked for me, I must say. In fact, I don't think I ever got the ring. It always seemed to be my. It always seemed to be my uncle who got the ring. Funny that James. Maybe he knew something. Yeah, who but, cooked the bread? To... Was it his wife? Hmm. Uh, no, it was my grandmother. But the funny thing was that uh, after my grandfather died, he became the sort of, um, uh, yeah, the, as it were, the nominal head of the family, useless though he was. And uh, and he had to perform this dance around the bread uh, oh. uh, before slicing it uh, sort of uh, uh, very dramatically. And then it would be sliced up into different quarters. And I always thought that he knew. It wouldn't surprise me knowing him. Yes, he knew. He probably he had knew. a magnet. It was always a thing, wasn't it, to find out where the thing in the bread was, you know, yes. touching it, weighing it, you know, feeling it, you know, mauling <coughs> the bread before everybody ate it. Yeah, so we had something called vlaunis. So my mother still makes them. My whole family makes them. It's a mm. it's a dough and then you, it's an, you envelope a cheese mixture within it. And then when oh, you yeah, cook it, yeah. you slice it up. And so you can have dry, it dry or you have it. It's nice fresh. And that yeah, goes on. Yeah, much better through. fresh. It's the sort of thing that, in fact, so many of these things are, aren't they? I mean, yes, you know, they are. Uh, you, can, you can leave them, but it doesn't improve. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. Well, I hope you have a good Easter. Well, thank you. Thanks, James. Lots and lots of love. Bye. Thanks again to James Fairweather. Basil, Cabea, Foxgloves, Hardy Geraniums, Tithonia, Rudolphia, Dahlias, tons of zinnias. An award-winning garden designer. And I've been designing for 25 years. A passionate home gardener. Do a little bit, but often. <laughs> Growing together with Anne-Marie and Claire. It's given me so much joy. New every <laughs> month and only from Petersfield's Shine Radio. Tomatoes. <laughs>